What on earth is a congregational church anyway? Or a congressional church? Or a conversational church? I hadn't heard the conversational church one until very recently, but I have heard many a times, what is a con- uh, uh, congressional church? What is that? Oh, okay. Uh, listen, what is the NACCC or the CCCC or the EARCCC or the UCC? What, are, what on earth is this alphabet soup of congregate? Oh, the MCCCCC. I don't know how many. They got a lot of C's. The Michigan Conference of Congregational Christian Churches. What is a congregational church? I've heard a lot of answers to that over the years. The woman in the church I pastored said, Well, sweetie, that means you can believe whatever you want to believe. And I said, Well, that's not exactly what the congregational way is about. The answers to what is a congregational church vary. And it depends on the stream of one's own tradition or where their specific church came from. But I'm going to argue that there is a way that is the congregational way, and it's a simple way, and it is a way that has historic precedence and biblical value and immediate practical Christian virtue, especially in an age like ours. It's Heritage Sunday, and I want to do more than just put out the cornucopia, and uh, I refuse to put on a pilgrim costume. I refuse. (laughs) That was my only condition with the search committee. I will not! Sam I am, I will not wear it in a bus. I won't wear it next to Gus. I will not wear that under any circumstances. And I said to someone the other day, they said, well, why won't you? I said, because I don't play dress up. Meanwhile, I was wearing this. (laughs) The depth of my hypocrisy seems to know no bounds. Matthew 18.20 says, where two or more are gathered, I am there with them. And that is the crux, the heartbeat, the center of what we would call the congregational way. And it has value and virtue to the extent, I would argue, that the congregational way is consistent with the way the followers of Jesus lived out and treaded out their pilgrimage on this earth going all the way back to the first century. Why am I a congregational pastor? Well, there's a lot of answers to that question. The central one is this. I am compelled to believe that our way is a way consistent with that of the early followers of Jesus. And I'm going to share with you just a few thoughts as to why I think that way. Gaius Glenn Adkins, he was pastor at First Congregational Church of Detroit in 1909 when he wrote this commenting on the love chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he says, Paul summons all great human spiritual endeavors to the judgment seat, and one by one he dismisses them with this sentence, Thou too shalt pass away. Whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Partial and incomplete, they have no abiding city, What then is permanent, Paul? And he gravely makes this answer. Now abideth faith. Ours is a grand heritage as followers of Jesus Christ who are carrying on the congregational way. Those who tread out their faith like pilgrims following after Jesus wherever he led them. 
The congregational way, I would argue, when properly understood and practiced, is a way consistent with those earlier followers, those earliest followers of the way of Jesus. Did you know that? Early Christians didn't call themselves Christians. People who mocked them called them Christians. They called themselves followers of the way. The way of what? The way of Jesus. Followers of the way of Jesus. Pilgrims. Jesus said, follow me. And they did. God called his word out of darkness and obscurity into light in the Reformation, and a handful of English Christians became free church separatist Puritans. And they followed him from England where they were receiving massive persecution to Holland. They came back to England for a brief stay and then they headed to America. We call those people the pilgrims. But what is the point in dressing up in pilgrim costumes or putting out cornucopias if we aren't followers of the same way? It's one thing to be keepers of a history and that's what a lot of congregational churches are. Museum curists. Keeping a history known. But how much better is it to keep a way alive? I would argue that the congregational way speaks so well to this modern culture that doesn't know how to get three people in a room without having seven opinions and fighting over all ten. Those early congregational Christians who came to America, their way was simple. And I think it's a way that we need to remember every year and mimic every day. They were people first and foremost of the word. Some in our tradition have taken a walk on the Bible. And it breaks my heart. To know that Unitarianism, for example, is preached in Jonathan Edwards' pulpit in New England. The man who cried for revival... The man who insisted and begged that the believers return to the word. Repent of their sin and pursue Christ and him alone. It breaks my heart that so many call themselves the church of the pilgrims but forget to be pilgrims themselves. The pilgrim way is that of an open Bible. A heart flooded with the Holy Spirit. And a group of people covenanted together. I just saw it. You know it. Some of you, may, some of you may have it memorized. Some of you were here when it was written. Just saying. <laughs> what are we? We're a people of covenant, not creed. What does that mean? People say that, and then in the next breath they say, well, sweetie, that means you can believe whatever you want to believe. No, sweetie, that ain't what it means. Sweetie, it means that we gather together as a pilgrim people following after Christ, covenanted together where our core issues are Jesus and his church. We don't care how you vote. The only thing I care about that at all is maybe that you vote, but even that is your business. Those early congregational Christians, they gathered around covenant. We affirm the historic Christian faith. And we covenant together to be the people of God. I didn't read it, but it may say that right in the beginning. It often does. We covenant together to be the people of God in this place. And to pursue Jesus and to support one another in that endeavor. So somebody's a Calvinist and somebody's an Arminian. 
And 80% of the people don't know what those two terms mean. God bless you. You're better off in the 80% camp, by the way. We don't separate over that. One family asks me to baptize their baby, and another insists that we wait until he's 12 and can be baptized in living water at a river or a lake. We don't separate over that. One person reads the King James only. Somebody else is busy reading the New Living Translation, and we don't argue over that. We affirm Christ, and we follow Jesus like the pilgrims did. And once a year, we cook a smashing dinner of turkey in the fellowship hall. (laughs) All along the way, through the early church and into the Middle Ages, there were always people who wanted to pursue Christ outside of what had largely, not entirely, but largely become a corrupt uh, papish church. There were a number of them, branded heretics, the Albensians, the Waldensians, the Free Brethren. They were persecuted by the established church, and then came along the Reformation, and Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the door of a church in Wittenberg in 1517 and sparked the fires of Reformation. And what was his cry? Get back to the Bible. That's it. Get back to the Word of God. The early church affirmed for us what was early and apostolic and what was right and true doctrine. Get back to that. Stop with your pagan practices. Stop with your, your voodoo. Stop with your, with, your, with, your, with your paganism in all of its various fashions and forms and get back to the Bible. What is the congregational way? It is a way of the open book in a place of non-judgment, of support and love, led by the Holy Spirit. It's a place where the pastor is not a priest. He's a fellow pilgrim on the journey, provoking thought and inspiring faith. I'm not like a mini-pope. i got a lot of answers, but I don't have all your answers. But God does. And to the extent that we walk arm-in-arm like those pilgrims, We'll find some answers together so long as we stand upon the word of faith. So then later in England, a bunch of Congregationalists developed out of a bunch of Puritans. Those terms are different. The Puritans were those Anglican Christians. The Church of England, anybody remember American history? Were you awake in seventh grade? I wasn't. I had to learn it later. And, uh, you know, you remember this stuff? And King Henry VIII, he, he wanted to get a divorce, right? It was King Henry VIII, right? He wants to get a divorce, and, and, the, and the Pope won't let him. And so, so out of that, essentially, this is, this is uh, the YouTube two-minute version uh, of history. Uh, out of this comes the Anglican Church, where the king is the Pope. So we can get a divorce, maybe. Historians argue about that. And then the Anglican Church wasn't so fond of the fullness of the Reformation and wanted to keep a lot of its structures and power in place. And so the Puritans, they said, let's purify the church. You ever wonder where that word came from? There's where it came from. Let's purify the church. And then a little group of them said, it's too far gone. We've got to separate. They were called separatists, and some of them died martyrs' deaths. One of them, his name was William Dennis. And only this account is recorded of him. And I found it in an old falling apart book that I thank God for Melcat, uh, the Michigan library system, for letting me get it from Calvin College. If you want to come and see this old book, I love old books, you want to smell it and start sneezing and and be like me and just just touch the book and pet the book and and whatever. (laughs) 
That's bibliophilia. That's a whole nother addiction. We'll talk about that later. It's a real problem, and I've been looking for a 12-step program for years. But inside of this ancient falling apart book is recounted this about William Dennis. For Mr. Dennis, he was a godly man and faithful in his place beyond this, and that he was of Thetford, England, and was publicly executed in the days before the pilgrims came to the New World in 1620 as a separatist. And that's the whole account we have. And he was martyred. Why? Because he wanted to get back to the Bible. This is a book written not only in ink, but also in blood. For whom men and women have suffered and died. And dare I say that for many of us, there's so much dust on its cover in our home that we could easily write, read me on the cover. Listen, we are carriers of a beautiful way. These congregational Christians were willing to suffer all. We say, oh yeah, they came to the new world for all. They didn't come here because it was easy. They came here and suffered. They didn't come here because it was going to be prosperous. Nobody knew what America would one day be. They came here so that they could get back to the Bible and worship freely. And we carry that tradition to the extent that we want to embrace it. And I think we should. The early church suffered persecution from pagan empires. Those Congregationalists, those Puritan separatists, they suffered persecution from pagan church institutions. So what's another way people define the congregational way? What's a congregational church? Well, we don't have bishops, uh, we don't have a pope, and uh, we call our own... See, I only say we call our own pastors. If you read the full definition, it'll say we call and dismiss our own pastors. But I don't like that line. We call our own pastors. And, uh, you know, and clear, clearly you all don't, don't do that very often either. Uh, so I'm not, so, so job security doesn't seem to be something I ought to be con- terribly concerned with. And uh, clearly not. And, 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 uh, but um, uh, we, we don't have bishops. We don't have a pope. What does that mean? Well, that means something. That means something. My goodness, does that ever mean something? You don't just have the right to call your own pastor. We have the responsibility to be a people of the book. Do you understand? This isn't about pilgrim costumes. This isn't about cornucopias. I mean, they're nice. I'm glad you did it. It's certainly not about turkey, but I will eat my fair share. At double. <laughs> exactly. This is about being a people of covenant of the word congregational way means we gather together, we covenant with one another to be the people of God, to support one another with our hearts filled with the Holy Spirit, respecting the right to private conscience. Right? You think, you know, you're a Calvinist, I'm an Arminian. You want to baptize babies, I want to baptize believers. You know, you're a libertarian. Everybody else is wrong. Whatever right? Whatever. Just say it. And we open the Bible and we see what emerges from here and then we love one another and share this pilgrimage together. The congregational way is a pilgrim path. It is a potentially treacherous way where we travel together like those pilgrims 
And don't shift in your seat too much. I smell the turkey and I'm drawing near to a conclusion. With our souls flooded with the Holy Spirit, our courage fueled by the power of God's word, and our hearts safe from anxiety because of the presence of fellow travelers along the pilgrimage. You understand? The congregational way is a way of following Jesus with the Bible open, our hearts filled with the Holy Spirit, with fellow pilgrims along the way, bearing one another's burdens. Your problem is my problem. Because we are one in Christ. And our covenant binds us together as a people of Christ. And we may come to some different conclusions, but brother and sister, as long as we're both gathered around the Word of God, authentically seeking the power of God, honestly approaching God on bended knee, desiring to know more of Christ than you are my brother, and you are my sister. And we continue along the way, wherever it leads us. The congregational way is a beautiful way. It's a way that I wish more people were exposed to. It's a way that I would hope that you and I would treasure. It has a great more to do with a way of following Jesus consistent with the disciples and early church way of being sojourners, pilgrims, than it does just with a little bit of history. Let's not be museum curators. Let's be active participants in the pilgrimage of faith. The Christian life is about strapping on your sandals, picking up your walking stick, and getting busy following after Jesus together. Amen.